Billy, Sally, and the mad scientist were inside the evil laboratory. Billy was tied to a chair, hanging from a literal thread. He was, uh, um, he's, alright, uh, Billy, Sally, and the mad scientist were inside the evil laboratory. Billy was tied to a chair, hanging by a literal thread over a giant inflatable pool filled with great white sharks. Sally was gagged and handcuffed and in a straitjacket inside of a box filled with razor-sharp razors, which was inside a bigger box filled with acid, which was inside an even bigger box that was five stories up, suspended from a rope, a rope which was slowly being built, burnt by a candle of red-hot flame, which was... Sorry, I'm getting carried away. Actually, Billy and Sally were totally okay. It was a beautiful sunny morning after the stakeout, and their new neighbor was act actually seemed like a decent fellow. They were standing inside of a strange but very safe laboratory, looking around. I know this isn't nearly as exciting as the last paragraph, but it's what happened. Sorry. Billy was holding an object that looked like a small microwave attached to a metal chopstick. Sally was admiring a life-size model of an old biplane. The neighbor was in the next room fixing tea for Sally. I know this story seems really boring now, but it'll get much better, I promise but there still won't be any sharks. Sorry. The children could hear the strange man speaking loudly to himself, or possibly to the teapot. Some nonsense about anti-gravity reflectors. Reflectors. Sally, I think I was wrong about him, Billy said finally. It turns out he's not a mad scientist after all. Sally pulled herself away from the biplane. I don't know, Billy. He's definitely a bit strange, and he's definitely a scientist. Well, yes, but he's not evil, said Billy. He doesn't want to take over the world, at least that I know of. Sally so laughed. Yes, but we still don't know what's in those packages. <laughs> After the stakeout the night before, Professor Kuki, for that was the old man's name, had invited the children for tea in his laboratory. And the children, who were dying to have a look around, gladly accepted. It was a strange place. It was filled with all sorts of strange things that looked like they belonged in a strange museum. And many more things that looked like they belonged in the town dump. There were, uh, things that looked like they belonged in the town dump. There were models and tools lying about. The floor was littered with blueprints and screws and tiny springs and other little tidbits. There were machines with gears and levers which looked like props from the set of a cheesy movie. There were piles of books, and most of them looked like they were from the 80s. There were giant computers with big buttons and flashing lights, which looked like props from a cheesy movie from the 80s. Professor Cookie himself was as odd as his lab. He was not much of a conversationalist. Although he seemed genuinely excited to meet the children, he barely greeted them before he was talking about the application of quantum mechanics or something. He also seemed a bit absent-minded because every good professor is absent-minded. At this point in the story, you're probably thinking, wait a minute, Professor Cookie's obviously not evil, maybe a little crazy, but not evil. So where did that maniacal laugh come from? And what was the sharp pain that Billy felt before he fell? 
And how can this story be so intriguing and well written? Wait, what did he? When did he fall? Um, last chapter. Wait, what? What happened? Um. And how did the and how did the writer of this story get to be so smart, charming, and handsome? Yeah, Dad. I will answer the first two questions. What every mad scientist needs, at least the good mad scientists, is a trusty assistant. In the story, uh, the trusty assistant isn't a friendly robot or an ugly, hunched-over little man, like in most mad scientist stories. Uh, no. You're yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's in every mad scientist. Dad, that's like one. Wait, Dad. Um, that's one. That's from Despicable Me. Remember Dr. Link, whatever it's called? Dr. Leo? Oh, wait, no. What's the Dr. Linka Tinka Tinka Tinka? Dr. Nunu Ninka Rinka Tinka Tonga? Dr. Nunu Ninka Rinka Tonga. I don't know why you're having such trouble with his name. It's Dr. Nunu Ninkarinka Tinga Tonga. Dr. Nunu Ninkarinka Tinga Tonga. There you go. Dr. Nunu Ninkarinka Tinga Tonga. Now our assistant is a simple, small animal named... Our assistant is a simple, small animal named Chocolate Chip. Or Chip for short. Chip's a small dog whose bark happens to sound a lot like an evil mad scientist's laugh. When Chip had seen Billy rushing towards his master, he took the... That's great. Um, he took the matter into his own hands. Actually, pause and teeth. The maniacal laugh was Chip barking crazily. Warning Professor Kooky that a wild, screaming little boy without night vision goggles was about to attack him. The sharp pain was Chip's tiny teeth sinking into Billy's ankle. Oh, and Chip's fur is completely green. Don't ask. Professor Kooky came back into the room. Don't ask. Professor Kooky came back into the room carrying Sally's tea. Chip it aside. The professor jumped in surprise at the sight of the children. Ah, hello. I had quite forgotten you were here. He took a sip of tea, set it down on, on a statue of a human liver, and turned to Sally. I see you have found the aerial transportation machine. Quite lovely, isn't it? Sally thanked him for the tea. I'm glad you children have found my laboratory interesting, he continued in his old high-pitched voice. I've been looking for a space like this since my last laboratory exploded. Billy and Sally looked at each other. Exploded? Wait, never mind, Professor Cookie said. That was three laboratories ago. If I remember correctly, my last laboratory was overrun by cotton candy kids glanced at each other. This friendly neighbor certainly wasn't Mr. Rogers. Before Sally had a chance to ask him about the cotton candy, he was off again, buttering something about bacteria-destroying purple soap. In the next room, they heard a door slam, a short yell, and then a bang. Sm smoke poured out from under the door, and Professor Cookie was laughing loudly with delight. Sally looked at her tea and realized it was just hot water. He had forgotten the tea bag. <laughs> I was right, Billy concluded. He is a mad scientist. <laughs>